This is Acts of Faith. Every day, World Team works to transform communities, make disciples, and reach the unreached. Our unique teams innovate, multiply, and expand the reach of the gospel. Our vision and aim? To make Jesus known. Together, we share the hope of the gospel on a global scale by meeting the needs of communities. These are our acts of faith. The sounds of worship in the Philippines. For the third year in a row, we welcome Tom and Kristen to join us and share how God has been working through our teams in the Philippines. This time, they are joined by Joshua and Joy, who are working among the unreached in Naga City. My name is Kristen, and this is my husband, Tom. Hello. And we've been with World Team for over 20 years. Tom and I have four daughters who are all teenagers and um, all of them were born during our time as missionaries. My name is Josh, and this is Joy. And we have been with Bold Team for seven years. Josh and I have uh, four kids. Uh, we have twin boys, 11 years old, and a nine-year-old, and a one-year-old baby. What was your work experience prior to coming to World Team? My job experience before coming to World Team was I was a contractor. I was a painter. And so... I had, I was really, after college, I started my own business. And um, in that, I was able to pay off college debt, which was pretty substantial, uh, which allowed us to go to the, the mission field earlier, because at that time, there were pretty strict parameters on who could go and who couldn't. And college debt disqualified you. So we were able to pay off the college debt with that. And so... Um, from being a, a painting contractor, then we moved out to the mission field. And your background, Kristen? I was actually um, in graduate school at the time we started looking at World Team, uh, preparing to be a child clinical psychologist. I was attending a secular university and growing increasingly dissatisfied with my course and with uh, just ideas about uh, people's mental health that were completely removed from anything biblical. and. Uh, after we were married, I ended up leaving my program as we uh, prepared to go to the mission field. Joshua and Joy, why don't you go first, Joy? I was a teacher. I've been uh, teaching uh, elementary um, elementary kids, mathematics and arts. Uh, when I met Joy, I, I was uh, doing my master's in education too. When I uh, met Joshua, then uh, we decided to just uh, focus on the family. So. Uh, I haven't been a teacher for a professional teacher for a long time. I'll add one more thing about Joy. She's uh, got an interesting scenario where she didn't have a background before entering the mission field because our mission field is where she grew up. <laughs> so her, her background of teaching is actually here in the Philippines. For me, my uh, my background, I had a, about a 15-year career as a software developer. And then I also uh, worked on a master's of theology before heading out to the mission field. What are your roles on the field? We'll start with you, Joshua and Joy. We are church planters here in Naga City. 
and we're also the team lead. Um, we don't really have much of a extensive world team team here. We have mostly local partners we're working with, but we're the team lead. Tom and Kristen, what are your responsibilities on the field? A few years ago, I took on the role as field director. And as many people know, I need help in that role. And so while I hold the title of field director for World Team Philippines Field, Kristen definitely plays a role in that and helps me to lead the field. So in a sense, as field director, we both have this title and we both work toward helping and serving the World Team Philippines field. And I would say in addition to that, um, our daughters attend Faith Academy here just outside Manila. And so I've got opportunities to help and volunteer there. Um, Currently, what I do a lot of is um, working on costumes, actually, for their uh, dramatic productions. So I'm in the middle right now of figuring out how to sew a whole bunch of Victorian dresses. So um, we get to serve in uh, a variety of ways. Tom and Kristen, what are some of the highlights from the past 12 months? The Philippines field, or the Philippines as a country, rather, uh, during the pandemic and the lockdowns was one of the most strict, difficult lockdown countries in all of world team. And really in countries in the world, one of the most locked down in the world. Uh, for instance, the schools here in the Philippines only opened up uh, about six months ago um, after being completely shut down uh, for students coming in. And they were doing a kind of a hybrid from home, but learning wasn't happening. Um, and so it was a. Di- it was actually the Philippines was a difficult place to live and even do ministry, and especially for some of the more traditional churches in the Philippines. And so uh, these past twelve months, while in some sense difficult to to live, and as a family, our children for over a year and a half, our children were not allowed outside of the house. And so that was a pretty difficult time for our family and almost any family that we had talked to uh, that was living here in the Philippines and doing ministry. On the flip side of that, culturally, uh, there's 110 million people in the Philippines and the majority of those people were struggling over that time. And so I think one of the kind of amazing things that God did in the Philippines because of the struggle, families, communities, uh, people that were struggling just to survive, it it left a, a maybe a gaping hole for the gospel. And so we've seen an, in the Philippines, in World Team Philippines rather, and in several other ministries, we saw a, an openness to the gospel that we hadn't seen in the 21 years that my wife and I have been in the Philippines. And so while I think it was hard to live, uh, especially as a family, we saw uh, ministry booming for a lot of our people, uh, people coming to Christ, people being baptized. For us, um, we came home during the pandemic uh, because that was our time for home assignment. We'd actually overstayed the normal term period here in the Philippines. And so during our home assignment, we were involved remotely doing mentoring and I was teaching courses in a Bible school in Manila during during the pandemic um, and trying to keep up and trying to help people from, from afar as best as we mm-hmm. could. And uh, while we were gone, we actually had a new baby, <laughs> which made our home assignment a little bit extra long. Uh, but 
Since we turned to the Philippines, we've been really excited to see how the church as a whole has gathered around uh, a new ministry focus. Naga City is a city of about 200,000 people. It has around nine colleges, which so is a really big college town, a couple of national high schools. Uh, so the average age is in the, really the early 20s. And this is, there's a big need because a lot of these young people come in from other cities. They don't have natural family connections that allow some of the other churches to reach out through those connections. A lot of the schools, uh, it's very challenging to, uh, to interact with the leadership. And so you see, it's a, it's a very big need. And it's been really exciting to see our church, a little baby church, take that on as as an outreach focus to say mm -hmm. we care about these kids we care that they're coming into the city they don't have the gospel and they need the gospel mm -hmm. and uh, really working hard to reach out to them joshua and joy are there any specific opportunities you've had to interact with one of the students or someone along the way that you could share with us we actually just completed an outreach uh, the we as a church, we get together and realize that Valentine's is a you know a very big deal for for a lot of, for couples as a whole. But in college and high school, everybody is really focused on relationships, and a lot of people are single and are you know stressed about wanting to find their boyfriend or girlfriend. And so we put together an outreach, uh, actually just you know for Valentine's, uh, just before Valentine's, uh, for for college students, and you know we. We posted it through through the network of people that we knew that you know were younger and that had those connections into colleges and high schools, and um, we had six people total show up. Uh, there are about forty college and high school students who joined our program, and this was a I'd say a pre evangelistic work. You know, we were trying to build these relationships, trying to provide some spiritual emphasis to give people a taste but working through a really a relational evangelism model. So we, we had this program, it was fun, it was lighthearted, there were silly games and you know, lots of food, because this is the Philippines, everything must have food. And we had, you know, again, 40 young people come in, some of them Christian, some of them a fair number non-Christian. And we had as the goal for this to make that initial connection, to make these initial relationships and to work on the follow-up. And what was really exciting is this was on a on a uh, Saturday night we did mm -hmm. this. And so as part of this, you know, we know the number of these are non-Christians. We follow up and invite them to church and then invite them to a very casual hangout after church, a game time at a local coffee shop. And we we're excited to see probably 15 or so new faces, non-Christian college students and high school students came to our church next morning, even though it was an all day brownout, <laughs> no electricity in the city. <laughs> they walked or came in and sweated out with us and joined the church service, even though it was a standard church service. And then uh, they all went to a coffee shop afterwards and played board games for several hours with some of the younger mm -hmm. leaders, uh, kind of keep building those relationships and keep really living out the truth of the gospel of these kids. Tom, how does this fit into the scope of your plan for ministry there? We're really excited about what's happening. Um, you know, one of the really neat aspects of their ministry is they had been there for their first term. And during that term, they 
discipled several people and people that they, you know, that, that they knew, they connected from different relationships they had um, and invested deeply in some lives. And so they come back after an extended furlough, after a pregnancy and giving birth in the United States. And they come back in and they have this right, kind of a ready-made group of people that have been discipled and are passionate for the Lord and know Josh and Joy well. And, uh, and they come in and very quickly they're able to start a church and make these connections with leadership. And so, you know, one of the really neat things, too, that they're doing is they talked about a campus ministry. Right now in the Philippines, there is a movement of God happening among students uh, right now. Uh, even pre-pandemic, that was happening. And even more so now, earlier, uh, Joy had shared about some mental health struggles that these students are facing, especially coming out of the pandemic. And so these are students that are looking for something spiritual. They're struggling. They're, they want to make connections. And so Josh and Joy are able to come in, build relationships with what Josh just shared, uh, offering just connections that uh, isn't even necessarily evangelism. It's just building bridges and building relationships. Um, and this fits in right what we want to do on our field, which is all about that uh, sharing the gospel and making disciples and equipping them and eventually releasing them into ministry. And so these group of people that they invested with in, into last term, this group is farther along. They're now investing and eventually we'll see them released. And they're utilizing these group of leaders that they invested in last term who are helping them now to reach some of these students. And so you're seeing that uh, they're reaching, they're discipling, they're equipping, and eventually will will release these uh, these leaders into ministry as well. So um, they fit right in with what we're trying to do in world team, what we're trying to do in the field, and I'm excited that they're they're already seeing fruit from their efforts. Joy, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What is unique in your role as being a mom and a wife, and yet having a ministry there in Naga? One of the amazing things that I uh, see that God have used me here in Naga City is that being the, uh, being a mom and an older kind of older um, well, woman in the church is that uh, we were I was able to uh, provide that kind of sisterly and motherly kind of uh, relationship to some of the younger women in the church that are really longing for uh, for somebody to disciple them, mentor them, to grow in their spiritual lives. Because um, yeah, the since like that here in Naga, the, the the average age of are really the twenties and and twenties uh, and like they they're just that hunger for for growth. And sometimes they 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 get saved uh, uh, just um, in they're the the they're the only one that gets saved in the family and they were long, longing for that for that growth and they come to me for to be mentored and to just have that kind of uh that because they they know that i i will not judge them or they can freely talk to me so i, I think that's one of the kind of unique uh, unique things that i i, I was get involved in the ministry here in Naga. can i yeah. chime in uh real quick about uh just a little, I just want to make a comment about Joy. She's a phenomenal missionary. 
and one of the things that she does really, really well is taking some of these younger ladies in and investing in them, uh, building a relationship, building trust and making disciples. Uh, and so Joy is a great mother. She's a, she's a, a new mother in the sense like a new baby. They have four boys. And so she's busy with her family. Josh is busy with the family too. Um, and they make a great team because they work together on the family, but they also work together in making disciples. And Joy has that Filipino relational touch that really impacts their ministry and impacts lives. And I would say a big reason why they had this strong core group of people from last term was because of Joy's strong relationship uh, with those people and her discipling them. Yeah, and I actually also want to say something about Joy. Um, Joy is such a creative and artistic person. Um, she's She makes these beautiful cakes and jewelry and other things, and she has taken the time to use those skills to bless the young people around her, to, to have times when she's teaching crafts or when she's um, pulling people in to learn something from her that is exciting to them, that might be useful to them in their lives or in... Um, serving their families in helping make a little extra income. So she's also just taken her natural gifts and talents and shared those with other people and done that in such a warm and welcoming way that is really just attractive and lovely. What prayer requests do you have to share with the audience? One big prayer request uh, has to do with one of the challenging natures of Naga. Mm -hmm. uh, Naga is a spiritual battleground. Mm -hmm. It's, the center for Marian worship in the Philippines. Uh, there is a festival that brings in about 2 million people every year uh, to worship a small statue of Mary. And so the spiritual warfare here is very significant. Um, our usual experience here is that once we start having success, someone in the Catholic church here will find out what we're doing and do their best to stop it. It is unfortunately common for us to be reaching out into people's lives and then in several weeks for a priest to come by and put pressure on a person in authority to make them withdraw any invitation to cancel any ability we have for access. This is actually one of the big challenges here in the Philippines is that persecution. And so the prayer request is really for us to be able to continue to have <laughs> Uh, ways to connect to students and for them to bear up well under the persecution that will surely come, if not from <laughs> the leadership in the church, but from it may be from their parents, from family members, uh, that it will come. Probably one other one is just um, we have we have a very young church and we're we're all trying to figure this out together. And uh, just for this church to grow in a healthy way and for us to get the help we need to reach out and grow in a way that is, that is God-honoring. Uh, all churches run into conflict and challenges and maturity, growing pains, and just for us, for this new church to grow up well. Can I add one more prayer request to that? Um... We are also would love to mobilize for Josh and Joy. We're looking for workers who could work with them that Josh and Joy could invest in and mentor and show them how and what ministry looks like in Naga City. Um, they're reaching students. They're reaching poor communities. 
Uh, they're connecting with people and making disciples. So they need disciplers. And Josh and Joy would make fantastic teammates. Uh, one thing I've learned to be on the mission field for as long as we have is uh, who your teammates are is probably the most critical part of ministry. And I think they would make phenomenal teammates. Uh, you know, I recently joined uh, ordination for Josh and I went down to Naga and I saw not just their community, but several people, just friends they've made that are not necessarily in their church community that were there just to support Josh and Joy in that ordination process. Um, and I saw a lot of people that really love and appreciate Josh and Joy. And uh, so I just wanted to kind of put that out there that we are looking for people that can minister and join this team in Naga. Yeah, we, we second that. We could really use uh, the help of additional disciple makers and workers here. Uh, there is a lot of work. There are thousands, literally, of college students who need the gospel and need they need your help. To learn more about World Team's ministry opportunities, go to us.worldteam.org and click Go at the top of the page. To see prayer requests from World Team workers, click Pray. To give to World Team's ministries, click Donate. This has been Acts of Faith, a podcast by World Team US. For more information on World Team and its ministries, visit us.worldteam.org. Thank you.